Hello, this is Stephen Keeler. Welcome back to my podcast, which I call The Art and Science of Transformation. For more than 30 years, I've dedicated my life to learning the most powerful ways to help others grow, change, and ultimately transform their lives. And along the way, I've encountered some of the true innovators, amazing practitioners, and brilliant thinkers in the fields of psychology, neuroscience, physiology, indigenous healing, spiritual healing, trauma work, to name a few. My purpose here is to expose you, the listener, to this information so that it may benefit you and your work, whether personal, professional, or both. For more information about me or my guests or my best-selling book, please contact me at www.stephenkeeler.com. So today I present to you part three of three of my great interview with Dr. John Banman, who I've mentioned before, if you listen to the other two parts of the interview, is a literally a worldwide um, teacher and researcher and uh, practitioner of the work of Virginia Satir, who was a pioneer in the world of psychology. And um, I've had the pleasure of learning from Dr. John Banman for more than 30 years. And I've also learned from another man, um, the human validation process model is what he called it, of Virginia Satir. His name was Stephen Young. And uh, the work that I learned uh, has changed not only my life, but also changed my uh, thousands of my clients uh, in my coaching and consulting and psychotherapy uh, business has literally transformed thousands of people's lives. Um, it's the most powerful uh, agent of change that I've ever seen, and I've studied many things in my 35 years. And speaking of my 35 years, you know, I, I sometimes forget to remind you all of that. Um, the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I want to provide, uh, I'm 60 years old, going on 61. And I want to provide to you a condensed version of my 35 years of training and experience. And um, uh, and I want to give it to you. And I have other ways of doing that. My monthly, uh, uh, my monthly class, I have much more in-depth trainings that uh, um, uh, you have to be selected for. If you contact me, I can give you more information about that. Uh, and uh, if you want to learn how to uh, transform your clients and become one of the best in the business at it, um, I believe I can teach you how to do that. And uh, so if you're interested in any of that, let me know at um, uh, stephenkeeler.com or info at stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, keeler, K-E-E-L-E-R.com. And uh, we'll go from there. So thanks for joining me, and here's part three of three of Dr. John Banman. Have a great day, and uh, keep yourself well until next time. Yeah, uh, let's see. I don't know. What else should we, should well, we what's say? You, you what want, did I learn? Yeah. I don't Oh, okay. Well, well, no, you. What, what, were, what were you going to say? Did you have another? I'd say, question well, no. I'm still, still thinking of your audience. Yeah. Here, and good. I'd say, how can we help them to yeah. be uh, 
to me. I mean, one of the things, I don't know how she said it, but we said always in terms, never give up kind of thing. Mm. It looked to me like you know, Satir would never give up. You know, there would always be a, a way that she could get into the system, mm. even if they were closed, if they were, mm. they were belligerent or so. There was always a way to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I think when we, when we are relaxed and calm and grounded and congruent, then we can listen more to where we have to go to to safely move into a deeper or more painful place so that they can come there and heal from there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, don't give up, you know, don't give up. Because mm-hmm. at one level, they might have given up. And... So, so, so many people, they just come, as, as research now says, they come to reduce their pain. Yeah. Yes. Well, the Satir model has a lot more to offer than yes. just to reduce their pain. Yeah. They have, we offer a place where they can actually live a happier life yeah. and where they can be in charge. So giving up is not the, uh, yeah. the answer. No. It's not the answer. Yeah. And, and one of the things that well, I'm saying, well, most people won't give up verbally, but they will give up emotionally. And so I'm saying to the counselor, these clients are very sensitive. And if you have that giving up energy, they might pick it up. Mm-hmm. So, so I want them to be very careful about what they're subconsciously or, or quietly, silently project. Mm-hmm. And giving up is one of the very devastating kind of thing, because if if they get the feeling that you've given up, then they will probably give up too, or they will just pretend or and do a very superficial kind of process. I I have to I uh, had a client uh, not long ago who. Uh, I, I'm in the habit of at the end saying, if you'd like to come back, when might you think that would, when would that be, right? I try not to be, I, I feel like that might be too arrogant to say, okay, how about, you know, next Tuesday at five o'clock or something, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I just, maybe I need to change that. And I remember this client said to me, you know, I wish you wouldn't say it like that because I'm worried that you're saying you don't want to see me anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to comment that. was that. such a meaningful and courageous thing for that person to say. I was, I was I moved to tears, mm-hmm. actually, uh, by that. Anyhow, yeah, so that's how important it is. And sometimes we don't even know that these ideas that we're putting out there yeah. could give them that idea, right? So, See, I very often look at to say, can, a, can we negotiate a number of sessions? Mm-hmm. So, and my, my number very often is like six, you know, because I have found that with using the Satir model, in six sessions you can do a heck of a lot in terms yes. of that, including suicides. Yes. So I would very often have this kind of agreement that we're going to work on for six sessions. Mm-hmm. And so when they leave, then it's very easy for me, okay, when are you coming back? Mm-hmm. Aspect of it. Yeah, I like that. And then and as we get to five or six, then I will say, okay, now, how are you doing? 
do do we have to add some time or can we take a break and then you can come back if you need to come back yeah you can always come back if you need to come back but how about trying it on your own or can we see you in a month from now instead of next week so i i'm probably a little more mm-hmm. direct in mm-hmm. in that aspect of yeah I like the next that. session i like it yeah but i can see what you said i could mm-hmm. see that you know mm-hmm. do you mean i shouldn't or yeah you, do, you don't want me to uh, yeah you're yeah. giving up on me that, yeah. that's why i yeah. thought about that because I, I, yeah. I think that's what the person thought i was like well yeah. you know i don't i don't think i can help you or, which was or i don't want you that's uh, yeah or worse. i don't want to right exactly uh, it's that okay. i don't want you is the yeah the point that i would like to keep them from yeah having yes yes and of course that yeah that's uh, uh if you anyhow yeah that's uh let's see how we're doing on our time i think we're doing all right aren't we're we? in an hour i think 46 minutes oh is that really yeah we were started late so uh and i think we have a little more time do we should we yeah. keep going you want to yeah. keep okay all right so so what else should we say about uh that you might want a listener who you know i i i uh well one of the things that yeah. that i would you know we can i can give you a lot of topics i guess if you have the time but one of the things is you know to to can you separate your needs from your client's needs mm. because i find that some of the therapists say Oh, I get such good thing out of this. I get so reinforced. I get so so. It's it feels like I'm doing this therapy for me instead of for my client. There, there's a, there's too much me into doing therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, of course you do it because you like it or you're good at it, but you don't do it because you're good at it. You know. So sometimes I feel that people need to review their energy their purpose at the time because they can get too too well i'll be rough they get too selfish about the therapy part mm-hmm. and uh, so how can i get my my needs met without being a therapist and my my satisfaction that i would like pe- people to have is my contribution I get satisfied by being counselor because I'm contributing. I'm not getting my company need met or my social need met or my status met. I'm getting my need met at the contribution level. And so I sometimes want therapists to look at, what am I doing this for? You know, Am I doing this because I need it or because I have something to give? I have something to give. And I think as we get more mature, we can be at the level of, okay, more generous. I'm doing this because I know how to do it, but my contribution is what counts, not my ego needs. Mm -hmm. And I think Satir has a lot to say that, you know, a lot to contribute to that, say, okay, you've got to make that client the focus and not what you're getting from it 
Yeah, you're already getting money for it, right? So that's okay. That's a that's a contract <laughs> right. kind of thing. That's above exactly. board. Everybody knows about it. Yes. But to say, okay, I get so much out of this. I get so much out of it, and it's like, all right, what did client get out of it? You know, mm -hmm. because we are there for the client, right? Yeah. So so sometimes I need to have clinic therapists review their their. Um, their satisfaction, their needs. Yeah, their why. Some of the people say their why. What's your why, you know? Like, mm -hmm. why are you doing this? And yeah, I, I really like, and of course, uh, all of us would know, or I, I know anyway, that when you're thinking about making a contribution, that's a whole different energy than I'm trying to get something out of this, or I'm doing mm -hmm. this so because it, it makes me feel really great. That's you just uh, you know one is I'm mm -hmm. taking or I'm getting, and another one is I'm giving, right? Well, that's a different energy, mm -hmm. totally different. Yeah, you're getting the money, so yeah, that that's, that might be good enough. That's right? good enough, yeah. right? Right. Now the rest may well not all of it, but they're. The majority should be there because I want to contribute. I want to contribute to the welfare of this world, and I can do it one at a time, or family at a time. But I can I can contribute to the to the welfare mm -hmm. of, of people, mm -hmm. and to make this a better place. So, um, so I think we need to do that a little more. We need to. I think we need to like. Yeah. yeah, that happens a lot in relationships too. I yeah. see that in yeah. between people. Yeah, it's about what I can get, what I'm getting out of this instead of what I'm giving. It's an interesting yeah. dynamic. So I have I've started to ask this question: What are you bringing? What are you bringing? Mm -hmm. like, so it's different than what are you doing? So doing okay, I can tell you what I'm mm -hmm. doing. But to me, when I ask what are you bringing, it has a different tone to it. What are you bringing to this session? What are you bringing to this? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm bringing skills, you know, I'm bringing time, I'm bringing this. Well, maybe there's a deeper level. Maybe I'm bringing love. Maybe. Maybe I'm bringing love to this mm -hmm. thing. Uh, I'm not doing it to get love from my client. I'm bringing love to it, and I want them to ignite with their love so that they can blossom more. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, what are you bringing? What are you bringing to this aspect of it? Mm -hmm. uh, instead of just what are you doing? That's, so, that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, absolutely, yeah. So that's definitely another thing to that the listener can learn and strive for, find ways to do mm -hmm. and learn about more. Yeah. Anything more you can think of uh, at this point? You know, I, I want to tell you, you know, sometimes I ask people like you, what are you working on? You know, yeah. what are you working on? Yeah. And I want to, and I can tell you a lot of them, but I would just pick one little thing that I'm working on because I'm looking at the whole issue of the self. You know, what is the self and how to use the self? And Satir talks about the use of self. And she co-edited a book with uh, Michelle Baldwin on the use of self. 
and and so we we can look at you know what is what is all this about self and so when i listened to when i looked at this satire book of the use of self with um, michelle baldwin they talked about exposure like how much i expose myself to the client and that there's a really big difference between my exposing myself my my uh, my talking about me is you know if, if you and i were working on it and i was a therapist i would say you would say about uh, you have this terrible mother-in-law and then i would say yeah my mother-in-law is really bad too that kind of thing mm -hmm. so so some people say well that was that's the use of self i'm using myself to help you knowing that you have mother-in-law problem i have a mother -in -law problem therefore it's more common so don't feel so pity on it and i said no no that's not the use of self the use of self is not exposing yourself to the counselor to client and making them feel like i my problem is bigger than yours or i'm better than yours i solved it you know this is what i mm. did so i i was very interested to see that they even talked about it when they are talking about uh, use of self mm -hmm. that some people will actually think about that this is a matter of how much i expose of me to my client mm -hmm. and i have never heard satir talk about it that way mm -hmm. so that you don't you don't do that aspect of it so mm -hmm. i've been i've been more 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 aware now of saying okay when you're talking about use yourself are you talking about sharing your problem with your client or are you talking about you using your energy in order for you to be more positively powerful in terms of helping it mm -hmm. What have you heard about mm -hmm. this idea of of self? Mm. Use of self, yeah. No, no, this this idea of of you of t using your experience, your 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 uh, your experience to with the client. With a client. Uh -huh. What have I heard? Well, well, uh, what are you yeah, doing? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think you know. From the the only time I, I've ever been exposed to it was because of Virginia and your teaching use of self, right? So then you didn't come into this other one. No, no. Okay. Well, maybe it was before your time. I don't know if there there was a time before your time, but before your time there's a lot of talk. I still remember it at the university they talked about it and I had, I was com I was not comfortable with it of it and since Satir never made it an issue I suppose I f totally forgot about it mm -hmm. and or left it somewhere and now it's sort of coming back and say okay now how much of your story do you do you bring into your counseling session you know, I remember in my grad program, uh, self-disclosure was forbidden. Oh. So, you know, back yeah. in the, whenever so it went that to was, the 90s extreme. or something, yeah, it was the other okay. end of the, no, no self-disclosure at all. You're supposed to just 
So then when yeah. I came across you and Virginia and, and started learning those things, I was kind of like relieved because I thought, oh, well, you know, there may, maybe there is a, a time when you could expose some something about yourself. You don't have to just be a wall over here. Of course, Virginia would never want that either. And, uh, uh, but I, I haven't learned, I don't think I've learned much about it since, yeah. right? I mean, uh, nobody's really talking about it. Some people ask me, very often actually, how do you recharge yourself? Uh-huh. How do you recharge yourself? Uh-huh. How do I? No, that's, yeah, that yeah, would that's be the, the question. question. Got, See, yeah, okay. Got it. And so then I would say, okay, that I find is an open question. That's a fair enough question for me to say to the client, well, I have music, I have nature, sure. I have, you know, yes. I have meditation, I have friends, I have, I, this, this is how I recharge myself. Yeah. In terms of that. So now, what would fit for you? Yeah. So, so I can sometimes use my kind of idea. So I'm giving them two messages kind of thing. One of them is that even I, as a therapist, I've got to recharge myself. Mm-hmm. So that there's this kind of self-care, right? Some kind of level of self-care aspect of it. And they can be external as well as internal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, maybe I could re say that a little bit. I think that um, that I think people might be talking about it some. I think, uh, but not uh, and, and not like you. Not, I I don't get the sense anybody's really going over this and trying to, you know. Uh, and and the other thing that comes to my mind is that the use of self is like what we've all what we've talked about already today. The mm-hmm. use of self, yeah. like rather than I'm just here to solve your problem, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm not. No, we're not. I'm not even looking at the problem. Mm-hmm. I might not say that, but I that when I hear the problem, I'm. I know mm-hmm. the problem isn't the problem, right? And that's part of the use of self. But I think that's different than what you're saying. You're Quite. talking about disclosing. Yeah, my yeah. mother-in-laws, and yeah, I, yeah. I get it. The, uh, the interesting uh, Snarch, you know, I've studied with him some too, and uh, I've heard him say things like, in certain circumstances, uh, you might, uh, uh, I think this is an advanced level thing, so I, I don't know what the listener might do with this, but uh, I think Snarch, what he said was in certain circumstances he would demonstrate that uh what the client how what what the client's doing how it affects him in the present moment is it could be important oh yeah and i think that's important too like if somebody's telling you a terribly traumatic story and you look like a robot and you have no emotion then uh that's one way, that's one uh, reaction. But I find that when I hear a traumatic story, I might get tears in my eyes. I might uh, have, I don't know what my face looks like because I'm not looking at it, but I, I, I'm sure that I feel pain and all sorts of things. And yet, I also 
know that I can feel that and and keep my eye on the ball, so to speak, about, okay, where are we going here? Mm-hmm. We have these positively directional goals. And so, and like you would teach, that, that here's another one of the things that you taught me. Uh, we don't need a lot of the story. Yeah, oh yeah, remember, we didn't go into remember that. Remember that? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole story. That's, that's a whole, a whole story. Other, that could be a whole nother interview. It's yeah. not the story. Right? Well, the the thing is, you know, somebody, somebody, I, I, some doing some some supervision, and I was doing something yesterday, and the person said, "I want to tell you one thing that you told me with about telling stories, and that has helped me so much." And and so he told me this. He said. When you told me that you tell your client you are more important than your story, mm-hmm. you are more important than your story. I want to get to know you. I don't need to know your story. I just want to meet you. He said that was one of the most valuable things mm-hmm. that he's taking with mm-hmm. his people because his people are into all these kind of stories, stories, mm-hmm. stories, aspect of it. And he said, that helped him so much mm-hmm. to be able to say because before that he would say how do I get him out of the story how get him out of the story because they are so glued or enmeshed mm-hmm. with their story so there's no difference between their story and them and for him to say okay I don't want to hear the story he would feel or they would feel kind of rejected or right and so now he said okay now I can, he can make the difference he can say this okay Yes, there's, that story might be important, but you're more important. Can we need get back to you again? Mm-hmm. And so, Beautiful. yes, mm-hmm. I think that's a big learning from Satir. This is the story. It's outside the iceberg. Your story mm-hmm. is outside the iceberg. Mm-hmm. We want to go back inside and mm-hmm. work with you mm-hmm. in terms of making it. Mm-hmm. All, right. Yeah. All right. So let's call this a day. We're good. Thank you very much, John. This has been, this is Stephen Keeler, The Art and Science of Transformation, www.stephenkeeler.com. If you want any more information about me or Dr. John Banman, please contact me there. And um, thanks, John. This has been great. So thanks again for joining me on my podcast, The Art and Science of Transformation. This is a place where coaches and therapists and other helpers can come and uh, learn uh, the best of transformation, which is the key to being successful in coaching and psychotherapy and other helping professions for that matter. Uh, It's um, even essential in sales. So... um, I appreciate your time and effort to listen to this and uh, come back every week, at least once a week. I'll have a podcast on here. That's my goal. And sometimes there'll be interviews. Sometimes there'll be me talking about some key element of change and transformation, lasting transformation. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you. And please reach out and let me know what you think. You can send uh, comments to info at stephenkeeler.com. Uh, You can contact me through www.stephenkeeler.com 
You can get my book there. It's a bestseller. It's all about how I took my own medicine, did an experiment on myself for five years. And it's been very well received. And um, if you're more interested in learning the fine art of uh, and science of transformation, please contact me uh, through those different uh, outlets. Um, you can also contact me through Facebook, etc. And I'd encourage you to follow me, follow my author page. It's Stephen M. Keeler and on Facebook, etc. And um, yeah, the transformation is the key to success in our business. And uh, I've been studying it for my whole life and specifically the last 35 years and continue to do so. And uh, I want to share what I've, um, I want to condense down those 35 years into something that's, uh, that you can handle in little chunks. And then if you want to learn uh, more and have uh, more detailed trainings, uh, that's also something that I offer. And you can uh, talk to me about that anytime you like. So look forward to chatting with you next time. And until then, keep yourself well.